0: The Caribbean from the port of Tampa, Dr. and Mrs. Merrill Story, who hoped to buy a condo in St. Petersburg, and the Daryl Nance family, two parents and four children, all bound for Disney World after a day at Busch Gardens. First class passenger Tom Harold, defensive coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, boarded with his wife, Adrian. To celebrate their 40th wedding anniversary, the couple had taken a quick trip to New York to catch her favorite play, Les Miserables, on Broadway. 48 of the pan-world passengers were students from Largo Christian School, recent graduates whose senior class trip had been postponed until mid-June to avoid conflicting with final exams. The students and their nine chaperones had missed an earlier flight, and many were openly thanking God that the airline could accommodate the entire group on Flight 848. Shortly before 4 o'clock p.m., flight attendants sealed the doors, then airline workers pushed the 767 back from the gate. On the flight deck, Captain Sargent started the four Pratt & Whitney engines. After checking with air traffic controllers in the tower, the plane taxied to its assigned runway. At 4.05... Controllers cleared the jet for takeoff. By 4.15, Flight 848 was airborne, her wheels tucked back into the well, her nose lifted toward the stratosphere. After a short, circling climb over New York Harbor, Captain Sargent began a graceful turn to the south, toward Florida and sunny skies. The pilots couldn't have asked for better weather. Temperatures in Tampa were in the high 80s, the humidity a sultry 70%. No clouds marred the horizon for as far as the pilots could see. The captain took the jet to 35,000 feet, typical cruising altitude for the 767, and held it at 530 miles per hour. Once the plane was safely settled into her flight path, he checked the passenger list and noticed that he flew with two empty seats. Florida flights often sold out at this time of year. The passengers set about the business of making time pass as quickly as possible, They closed their eyes to nap, clamped on headphones, browsed through magazines, or peered at dusty paperbacks they'd picked up from the airport bookstore. The high school graduates in the back of the plane laughed and shouted across the aisles as they shared stories of their Manhattan adventure. The flight attendants unfastened their seatbelts and whisked out the drink carts, murmuring, watch your elbows, with every step they took down the aisle. One of those flight attendants was Natalie Moore, She had joined the flight in New York at the last moment, filling in for a steward who had taken ill. Before leaving New York, she told a roommate she was looking forward to her first visit to Tampa. A rookie with the airline, she had graduated from flight school in Atlanta and moved into Kew Gardens, a New York neighborhood primarily populated by young flight attendants who worked out of LaGuardia and Kennedy airports. As the hands of her watch moved toward five o'clock, Natalie and her co-workers began to serve dinner. Passengers had a choice of entrees, baked chicken breast or sirloin steak, both accompanied by green beans and salad. As soon as the flight attendants served the last of the dinner trays, they cleared their cart and pushed it aft to begin cleanup. The flight from New York to Tampa didn't allow much time for lingering over dinner, and only because Flight 848 flew during the dinner hour was a meal offered at all. At 6.06, after nearly two hours of uneventful flight, Captain Sargent began his descent. At 6.18, air traffic controllers at Tampa International cleared the incoming flight to drop from 15,000 to 13,000 feet. As usual, the pilot responded by repeating his instructions. PW 848 out of one five for one three On board, Passengers on the right side of the plane caught a dazzling view of Florida's Sun Coast. White beaches, pool-studded backyards, and green treetops, all bordered by the wide, blue expanse of the Gulf of Mexico. In the galleys, flight attendants locked the drink carts into their stowed positions, getting ready to make a final pass down the aisle. Natalie Moore moved through the cabin, reminding passengers to be sure their seatbacks and tray tables were in their upright and locked positions. As she waited for a rambunctious teenager to comply, she bent to glance at the horizon. The sun, slipping toward the ocean, had painted the sky in a riot of pinks and yellows. At 13,389 feet, while Natalie and the other crew members went about their work,